My name is Matt Brown. And let's start the show. Stop walking around work like a loser! What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, a feel-good Friday, September 22nd, 2023. We have a stellar tweet cap ahead of you, and this was quite a week to talk about how crazy this world really is. We've had some weird stories. We had some crazy stories. We had some outright buffoonism in this world and we have to cover it all and tell you what exactly happened in this crazy world we live in but before we get into that before we talk about the craziest stories in the world of the internet i just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter next at prod combo pod TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So as I mentioned to you, this week was a bizarre one in all fronts. One of the most popular NFL players and one of the biggest pop stars in the world are allegedly texting. And maybe that leads to more things. We had politicians getting caught being naughty in the theater. Apparently it's a red flag if you like Joe Rogan. We have a famous comedian being a liar. We had a country acknowledge aliens and, or about to acknowledge aliens, I should say. And we have dumb radio hosts think they actually were with other big pop stars. And we had Portnoy going up against another newspaper. And so much more will be discussed on this, a stellar episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. Ryan Page and Jose Rivera are with us for this. And you're going to have a lot of laughs. You're going to be like, I can't believe this actually happened. And you know what? Me neither. And it only leads to great content, and we're about to enjoy the next hour, I promise you. So let us talk about the biggest stories that took place in our world this past week, and let us enjoy this experience. So Jose and Ryan, it's your guys' turn once again. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. Uh, let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is a very productive conversation. I'm I. <laughs> Another crazy week done, and there is a lot to get into here. And things are about to get very funny, and we are about to have some profound moments here on another edition of the Tweet Cap here on the Productive Conversations podcast. Ryan Page and Jose with us today. What's going on? How's it going, Matt? What's going on, guys? Oh, man, I am very excited to he- see your two reactions to the various stories we're about to talk about. First, let's talk about Aiden Ross, a YouTuber, a well-known YouTuber. He told the world he was interviewing Supreme Leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, where the United States government even intervened and said, no, this is a bad idea. And he winds up going on a live stream, has over 300,000 people on it. And it was an imposter. It was a fake. There was an actor portraying Kim Jong-un. And it wound up just breaking viewership records. But it ultimately showed a phony. And um, the stream just um, went out that way. So 
there's many ways to talk about this, but how about how about this? Are we all a bunch of suckers who went in to think that he was going to interview Kim Jong-un, this YouTuber, not somebody from a major news network, not some independent journalist, just some dude who has a microphone and a camera, and he was going to get Kim Jong-un to talk to him? <laughs> okay, uh, first I want to say, Matt, very nice using the uh, specific honorific for the Supreme Leader of North Korea. <laughs> it's a literal title. A phenomenal touch that you gave him his, gave him his deference and his title. Um, I'll say this. When I first... I mean, I think the whole the State Department said not to do a thing. I think that was probably fake, too. Um, I think he made all of it up. That being said, <laughs> and maybe it's because of the absurdness of both, you know, the Internet and just the planet that we live on at the moment. I think I went into it with like a 50 50 like coin flip that it might be Kim Jong Un. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, listen, I know realistically it can't be right. There's just no way that this guy got him. How are they going to talk to each other? Kim does not speak English. I don't believe Um, it it doesn't matter. Again, I I put it down to a coin flip that this would actually happen with the real Supreme leader of North Korea. What we got was way funnier. Uh, the guy, the guy looks somehow like a nerdier Kim Jong Un, which is crazy. Um, and you know what? No harm, no foul. People are mad about this. Don't be mad. He broke, he broke records with this. This is funny. Like, if we all, should, anyone like me who thought this could actually happen, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Obviously, this wasn't going to happen. This was obviously a joke. He obviously never got any word from the State Department. None of this was real. And so, yeah, good on him. It, it's, it was publicity, but he's he's an entertainer, right? He's not a. It's not like you know, Anderson Cooper did this. That would be a problem. This is a, a streamer. He, he makes entertaining <laughs> content. He's supposed to make entertainment, and he had this funny looking guy claim he was Kim Jong Un. Come on, it was funny. <laughs> so I say he, you know, as much as when it first happened, like, oh my God, this is insane. If this happens, obviously it wasn't going to happen. And what we got was genuinely entertaining, in my opinion. So good on Aiden Ross. I don't know anything about him other than this um but good on him uh this was funny and don't push it don't like try and actually interview him next time like you know take your win and move on but this was funny well honestly i didn't even know who the hell he was i never even heard of the guy <laughs> but i knew it was kind of bullshit unless his name was dennis rodman doing the interview <laughs> I, knew, I, I just knew it wasn't gonna happen so i really i mean he was kind of smart for it and then god everybody look at his little stupid I don't know what you call it interview but well he's not on Twitch yes yeah, so I don't I don't know where he streams because he got kicked off of Twitch because of his Andrew Tate stuff but um yeah is yeah. this the is this is this guy the Indian little bo- kid no 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 uh, I don't know who he is now no I, I didn't know, know who he was about. either, but he was just in his suit in his messy room. Yeah. It, was really, it was really funny. That's what I, <laughs> I give the guy credit, honestly. Like it'd be like if we just had Kim Jong Un pop up on a tweet cap. Like the the fourth box was just the maybe we maybe we have to make up lies <laughs> to, to, and, and celebrity get lookalikes. Honestly, three hundred thousand people. 
Yeah, no, exactly. That actor, I hope he paid that actor because that actor brought the brought folks in just by name alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and <laughs> I, I do wonder like the people of that nation and like or like him, like I wonder what his genuine reaction is. He has absolutely Ooh. no idea. Kim Jong-un has if no anything. They haven't got the internet for God's yeah, sake. Kim, Kim Jong-un has absolutely no idea this happens. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and the people in North Korea have no idea that this guy exists. <laughs> this wasn't about, exactly like Joe, um, Seth Rogen, and the interview. Oh, they right. heinous because they heinous. Right, right now, right now, he's probably banging one of his seventeen wives. So he's probably not giving two craps. <laughs> no, he's probably not even in that. He's probably like staring at a block of plutonium, just wishing probably. it into an ICBM. <laughs> Please grow up to be a bomb. Please grow up to be a bomb. <laughs> I mean, you learn something new every day, right? What a story. Then let me tell you, let me teach you all something that um I learned and I saw in a legitimate article, and I happen to have a connection to this very story, and I'll explain why. So Joe Rogan, arguably the biggest podcaster in the world right now. I'm a fan of him. I'm a big fan. I genuinely enjoy his show, as I'm sure other people do. Now, having said that, according to a report by Change Research that interviewed Gen Z and Gen Z and millennial dating pools, again, Change Research, Gen Z and millennial dating pools reported that a that if you are a fan of Joe, that the ah, let me restart it. Okay. According to a study by Change Research, 55% of women think that listening to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast is a red flag. So if you like Joe Rogan, apparently that's a red flag to 55% of women in this world. So, I mean, come on. That's what I'll, That's the first thing I'll say. Come on. You really think this is the deal breaker because you like Joe Rogan? What are we doing, deal, people? I wouldn't say deal breaker. It's a red flag. Right, red flag and deal breaker aren't the same. Uh, I don't know. I like people three. who think one red flag is over. You're not yeah, sure for person. some people. Yeah, for some people. Yeah, like on a on a yeah on a first date. Sure, it's like ah, oh, this is a red flag. But who the fuck is going to talk about Joe Rogan on a first date? <laughs> That's a red flag in its own right. Yeah, the double red flag. It's Joe Rogan, but also right. you brought it up. You brought uh, it up, Joe Rogan. I hear I'll that. I'll say this as well. Uh, I, I so I looked for. I saw the images, and I saw. I did verify. Looked at some other sites um, besides the MMA one just to see, and it did come up. New York Post had it. A couple of places had it. I did try to go to Change Research website uh, to read the like the whole survey and it kept taking me to a different survey so i don't know what's going on there um but, but I and just, that's a big question anecdotal though. but should it, this is the big question should it be a red flag if you're a joe rogan fan red flag can be anything you want it to be baby and <laughs> i guess i'm i'm guess i'm risking myself in the comments saying this if they think <laughs> it's that bad but like out of all the people to have red flags Sure, I know Joe Rogan has said controversial statements, but he's also done a lot of good for people too. He's given people breaks. He, I, I genuinely think he's a good person. And he's out there for the greater good. And though people want to sway how he's portrayed, he seems like somebody who genuinely is interested in this world and wants to bring all people from all walks of life to his big platform and learn from it. And because of that, some people think that is a risk when dating somebody yeah i mean listen, i don't know if i 
I don't know if I see a show exactly like that uh, myself. I don't know that Joe Rogan is red flag. I will say reading the reading the chart that they showed on all these sites, the same chart. Uh, and I don't know that this is the case, but the way it was worded. So the question that the, these ladies were asked that 55% said, yes, this is a red flag mm-hmm. was they listen to Joe Rogan. Doesn't specify anything else. The question that they heard was, is it a red flag? If the man, if, if a man listens to Joe Rogan. And so maybe like I could see some people taking that to mean like, taking his advice because i think that while you're right his platform Mm -hmm. his platform you can dislike or like that he platforms people you disagree with i don't necessarily care that much i think where he gets into trouble is sometimes he just says things that are demonstrably wrong (laughs) he -hmm. gives bad he sometimes gives bad advice he often apologizes when he gets called on it like remember when he said that the what's it called the forest visor the forest fire thing he apologized for that but for a while he was on a kick about the forest fires in California being started by some like laser or something. And he apologized when he was like, yeah, listen, someone told me that was stupid. Um, but so maybe some people were like, I don't care if you listen to the Joe Rogan experience podcast. I do care if you ever take Joe Rogan's advice. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe some people like took it that way. Um, but I think most people probably did take it as if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I, most people probably see those as together. If you listen to the podcast, you probably take his advice. So I, I think I think most of that 55 percent just genuinely see it as a red flag. And I mean, hey, you know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, but if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, apparently you only have half a sea to look at because even that's have. a lot. That's a lot. But yeah, less than half. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I will say though, 60. What was it? 64 percent of men said that a, being a communist was a red flag. So one of the questions was communist. <laughs> Only 64%. And 64% of men were like, if, you, if I meet a girl who was like, I'm a communist, <laughs> that's a red flag. Whereas when only is like that 30, ever brought up? <laughs> exactly. And I feel like that's less common. So that's the same with like the Joe Rogan. If you bring up Joe Rogan, that's a separate red flag. If you find a way to bring communism into one of your dates, that's four red flags. And I don't even necessarily care that you are communist, but if you mention it to me in a date. I love you for you. Not because you're a communist. <laughs> you mention it to me on a date. That is that alone is a red flag. And I feel like a lot of that 64% agrees with me. And I don't even care like, if you actually have that political ideology. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how you could have possibly brought that up to me. <laughs> Other than I like, guess if like if we've been dating a while and there's like an election coming up and you're like, oh, actually, I don't vote for any of the uh, candidates because I believe. And then maybe well, it'll come up. Right. But like maybe how do you- or maybe. <laughs> Or maybe you went took a date to a Cuban restaurant in South Beach. <laughs> oh South yeah, yeah, and they, but that, well, that's different though because that I feel like that you would be far more likely to find out if someone was like excessively anti-communist because they'd be they'd walk into their place and immediately be like, I hate Castro, and then you know they <laughs> hate communism. Or uh, they could have been like, I was forced to get on the boats. I wanted to stay. Oh, okay, I got you. I wanted to stay. I love Castro. My grandparents made me. Leave. <laughs> my grandparents took them. Was taking my kids. I had to follow suit. They forced me to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I mentioned, I have a connection with this. So, um, I was aware of like these weird vibes that some people think that's a turn off or a red flag. So I matched with somebody on an app. Um. Uh, what was it like earlier in the year, like, like January, February? I was talking. She seemed really cool and interested and stuff. But then the interest was waning before we met, and I was like, "Hmm, let me put this to the test." 
And uh, the she was talking about my in- so when I don't really mention I have the this podcast platform yet to like I really like someone because it's important. It's like telling someone I have a kid, and um, so I mentioned that, and she asked me about my favorite podcasters, and then I'm like, oh, I like part of my take. I like Conan O'Brien, Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. You would think I you would have think I was supporting Hitler or something. She was coming at me. He is does this, 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 giving me essays on how bad Joe Rogan is. And I actually took said something similar. It's like, listen, I don't agree with everything he says. I just think he's an entertaining person who has interesting people. And even if I don't agree with these people, I think it's a well balanced platform and a good show. Gone. Never talked to her again. But that I knew this that was probably going to happen anyways, but well, I guess she's part of the fifty five percent that uh things you do for research there, but things you do for research, the hard hitting research on this show, Matt tanked a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was I was not worried. I I was that that was a, a good indicator that things are meant to be. Wherever yes. she is, um, I'm I hope you're happy. While I listen to Joe Rogan, you know Kurt Angle was on and it was really good. Yeah, he was he had a very good interview. I actually listened to bits of that one. See, so also there you go. For this is just a general bit of advice for the uh, for the fifty five percent of people who see the red flag and for the rest. If you don't like Jordan Peterson, if you find him annoying. <laughs> If you don't like Ben Shapiro, if you think yeah. what he said this is objectionable, I mean, you've listened to enough tweet cap at this point, hopefully everyone, <laughs> that I don't like either of those people. I've made that pretty clear. The comments have told me I'm an idiot for not liking those people, in fact. Um, just don't listen to those episodes, huh? Seriously. You just, you just don't. You just don't listen. I've never heard Ben Shapiro speak on Joe Rogan's podcast. I've heard him speak elsewhere, which is how I know I don't like him. He was, um, was never on the show. Ben Shapiro, he's been on the show a bunch. Joe yeah. Rogan loves having Ben Shapiro. I just don't watch. I just, okay. I just oh, Ben Shapiro's on. I bet if not, Taylor Swift was good. on Joe Rogan's podcast, that would change some minds. You know what? Yeah, Joe but, Rogan's not so bad. From the- I feel like she's but she's smart enough to know that 55% of women think it is a red flag. And that's her <laughs> primary demo. So she's going to stay far, far away from that show. I don't care how many people listen. Her demo's spoke loud and clear they don't like people who listen to joe rogan so she's not gonna go on there but uh yeah you can just always and, and for any show not just joe rogan you just don't have to watch or listen you could just turn it off and then it's gone forever you know let other people enjoy things they like every once in a while right that's what i'm saying so thinking talking about people who don't like somebody um, um sorry talking about people ah Next question. What was I saying? Okay. So Dave Pornoy is very popular on this pod. We talk about him a lot. And guess what? We're going to mention him again. Here on this report from Fox News, Barstool's Dave Pornoy went viral on Thursday after posting a video of a phone call with a Washington Post reporter about what he says is a coming hit piece on him. The article in question will apparently be about advertisers being associated with his One Bite Pizza Festival, which is this weekend or the weekend of um, September 23rd, 24th, 25th. A nice festival of small businesses showing their pizzas. People are want to advertise with this big brand name. And someone in the Washington Post, I guess, wants to go further into that and want to ask the advertisers, why are you advertising with the brand and with their CEO who has made heinous comments, who has been controversial and stuff like that. Well, 
Dave calls her and, you know, puts him on camera. He tells her right before, hey, you're being recorded. Twenty nine people watch. She um, backs down. She seems a little hesitant, backs down from um, what's going on. Then they said, hey, we can meet tomorrow. So this was recorded on Wednesday. So Thursday we can meet on um, at five o'clock. And we could do our in-person interview or over the phone. I don't know. I don't remember if it's in-person or over the phone, but we could do an interview. And she cancels. So no interview. We are awaiting this hit piece by the time this recording is released. And, um, yeah, I think the main thing I want to talk about here, not exactly about the hit piece, not exactly about um, the past. And we know Dave Portnoy's history and stuff. But it's the fact that so many of these major news organizations seem to really make it clear that they do not like Dave Portnoy and they are trying to figure out any way to bring him down. And it seems that nobody has ever proven or or have received or gotten substantial evidence to bring the guy down. You know what they say in one of the greatest TV shows ever from The Wire, the great Omar, the great uh the great Omar says, if you go after the king, you best not miss. And it seems people keep coming at him and he's staying alive and relevant. Why are these people still trying to bring him down? It's I'll not working. You, you will get exposed and you I'll will have you first. Really come out after you that's pretty easy i mean he because he has mad clout i mean you i kind of i mean i got why i like the guy he tells it how it is i mean if he tells me <laughs> if a place has shitty peaks i'm not gonna go there and he kind of like millions of people follow it so i can see why people are hating and going trying to go they did it to joe no bring him back to joe rogan they did it to joe rogan back during the COVID era it's the same shit, and plus that whole hit, that whole thing a couple of weeks ago with that pizza owner, <laughs> Dragon Pizza, Dragon we, pizza. Covered, we covered that as well, yeah. Right, so that whole shit adds on. So it didn't make him look good, and in no way, it didn't make him look good. And it just at the end of the video, you're kind of like, like f yeah, like I'm with Dave, like. <laughs> So, I mean, I can see why Washington Post plus negative stories get more eyeballs. So. All right. So, as I said, we covered Dragon Pizza on the show, and I was on record. Matt, you had to give me props for this because you know you disagree with what I'm about to say. But I was on record saying that Dave Portnoy, the guy shouldn't yell to Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy was not in the wrong at all. He was just eating his pizza, doing his thing. I was 100% Team Portnoy during the Dragon Pizza thing. Correct, Matt? Yep. Okay. It's not a hit piece just because you don't like what they wrote down. It's not. I read for the first time, and I'm admitting this now, the last hit piece. Dave Portnoy has had two hit pieces about him. He's very, very vocal about that. The first one was by the New York Times. Um, and I read it for the first time today. I'm admitting freely that I I mean, I don't necessarily like the guy because the he's kind of a jerk on social media, but I don't care. Like a lot of people like him. He's entertaining to a lot of people, and that's fine. He's got like 12 million followers, or at least that's what he used to have. I'm sure he's got more now. Um, so yeah. Totally fine with it. Not my cup of tea, but whatever. I read the piece for the first time today in preparation for this. And Dave Port- then I read Dave Portnoy's litany of complaints. I-, I heard those complaints the first time around. I saw him go on Tucker Carlson. I saw him tweet about it. He didn't dispute any of the claims in the New York Times piece. He disputed that they didn't sit down with him. He disputed the process. He disputed all kinds of things. He never once said, 
you said that I said this about women or that I said this about gambling or I said this about whomever. And I'm because if he if he had said that, he could have sued The New York Times. And then this multimillionaire could have added a couple more million, which, you know what, I, I get he's got a lot of money. I don't know anyone who's so rich. will be like, yeah, I'll throw away a couple million dollars for no reason. So obviously he doesn't believe that The New York Times committed libel. Now, obviously, we haven't heard what seen what Washington Post wrote. So they might say something libelous and he might challenge them on it and then they'll have to retract and give him money and it'll be whole nine nights. But the first time around, this hit piece, as he claims, he never once said that anything in the piece was false. He just said that he thought that they were painting him negative light and they 100 percent were. They obviously don't like him. They obviously don't like. Might as well say this guy, this asshole, Dave Portnoy. They da, called da, da, him da, da. a degenerate gambler. In fairness, he calls himself a degenerate gambler. But I know, they, you know, they we talk used... about considering people's feelings and handling addiction and stuff like that. But yet they they're coming at his addiction problems. But well, what do you know? he, he doesn't say he's addicted. He doesn't. He's never once. No, I'm, I'm, sa- I'm saying as a degenerate not all gamblers, gambler. but not all gamblers are addicted, even if they're degenerate. I know degenerate gamblers who are not addicted to gambling and that they could Wait, stop. How does that work? How can you not be a degenerate gambler not having an addiction? Degenerate just it? means the, the, degenerate doesn't mean addicted. Degenerate okay. has nothing to do with addiction. My point is, let's see the article. We're calling it a hit piece. Hasn't even come out yet. We have no idea what they wrote. We have no idea if any of the claims are true or false because we haven't seen any of the claims. Now, I will say Whenever he calls them directly, they do turn into these little freaking Minnie Mouse whatevers. And he's done it a few times with a few different people, and everyone folds. Who are I, – I looked it up. I used to live in New Jersey, as I've mentioned before. I want the New Jersey Star Ledger to do a piece on Dave Portnoy because I want to see him try and intimidate one of the, the guys from Asbury Park. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. It won't work. I don't get why these reporters from the New York Times and from the Washington Post turn into these like actual sheep. Maybe it's like legal. They're worried they're going to get like sued or whatever. Like, I don't know what it is. Dave Portnoy in that phone call was just like, I want to set the record straight. All she had to say was, listen, Dave, you can buy my paper. And if you got a problem with anything I wrote, go ahead and let me know. But I've got yeah, everything that- I need. I'm publishing on X date. It'll be it'll be live and in circulation. You can tell me about it then. And that's it. That's the whole phone call. Well, no, oh, can we I- can talk about it. We can do this. No. If you know what you're going to write, and this is where I agree with you, Matt. They know they're going to write something negative about Dave Portnoy. They, they know who he is. We all know who he is. We know whether we like that or not. So if you know you don't like it, just be like, listen, I don't like you, Dave. And I think what you say <laughs> is wrong. And I'm going to write a paper saying – we know what you say. Here's what you say. I think it's wrong. And there's nothing Dave Portnoy can do about that. He's going to tell his people, you know, oh, it's a hit piece. And then his people will parrot it. The stoolies will come out uh, and say, <laughs> oh, it's a hit piece before it even comes out, as they're doing right now. It's, and it's all ridiculous. But I will say this whole thing to me is just a testament to if you're if you've got a base of people on side, you're you're set. You were, I always say cancellation is not a real thing anyway, and this is proof of that. I don't know what they could publish that would get the stoolies to turn on Dave Portnoy. I don't think it exists. I'm, again, maybe murder, right? No. If, he, like, if they said, I watched him kill someone, here's the video. Okay, that could get some stoolies off no, the hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He murdered someone, and did he try pizza after? 
Seven out of ten needed more Parmesan on that murder. Yeah, needed um, more Parmesan. Yes. So yeah, like totally, hundred percent. Like I think that if you've got fans, you're set for life. Social media has made it so you don't have to worry about anyone ever again. If you've got if you got a million followers, half a million even, don't even worry about it. You're good golden your life is easy for the rest forever because you've got you, people who will back you up no matter what can I ask you, has he sued any other newspaper before he tried one time and it got tossed out in court he, he did sue liable one time it was there it was over the sex tape stuff remember that uh, i get From well i get I, I get the sex yeah. tape right. yeah they, some of the stuff they were writing about the the sexual and not just the sex tape but like the sexual exploits with various women it, that was the only time he even attempted to le- legally shut things down and say none of this is true and a court said i don't think you're right and they tossed the case um they didn't they didn't really against him they just said we're not listening to this um I mean, i'm not gonna lie some of the stuff you're saying right now kind of makes me like more just saying. <laughs> no, listen. I'm, I said that to Matt too. I was like, "Listen, some people are going to hear me say all this, and they're going to say, yeah, I love Dave Fortnoy.' Yeah. This is fun. You can yes. be that person. I'm not saying that's like good or it's bad. I, I am neutral on whether or not you think his comments make him a better or worse person. I have a personal opinion, but I don't think I don't, I don't actually think his I don't think his comments really matters. I think it's just the swagger he brings. Well, sure, whatever, whatever part of it. You could look at his persona, the things he says, the way he says it, where he says it, and say, I love all of that. And whatever. I'm not here to judge you for that. I am, though, (laughs) here to say that this whole hit piece narrative is a narrative. For the the stoolies who think that they're fighting against the mainstream narrative, they're not. They're just Mm -hmm. buying another narrative. You haven't read a single word of this Washington Post article. Yeah, no Not a has. single word. No one is. Right. It is. It, it, it is highly it. anticipated. But watch. Yeah, imagine is. if they don't even post it, they retract it. That would. If they <laughs> had the boss even do that, why would they yeah. retract it? No, they, I'm sorry, no sorry. They, you can't retract an article that isn't released. I'm, I'm yeah. saying, just imagine if they take oh, it. They just they don't. Just don't it? Yeah. They just kill it. I don't. They won't do that because it's got so much attention. And that's the um, point I'm trying to make. And the big thing is like. And, you know, just to reiterate, Ryan, you've made everything clear and absolutely great stuff. But it's just the fact that, yeah, why aren't these people standing by what they have to say? What, what's he going to do? Yeah, I don't get that. Are the, the stoolies going to come to their house? I mean, maybe maybe, they, some maybe of they're are scared hard, of that. But... I mean, maybe they're scared of that. That's <laughs> they what I think said. they are. The, the star, <laughs> find them. The Star Ledger, New Jersey's largest <laughs> newspaper. I, I I worked with some of the guys who were at the Star Ledger when I was in fundraising in New Jersey. And they are just like regular dudes from New Jersey who happen to be writers. Like <laughs> they are not the New York Times. They are not the Washington Post or the L.A. Times. They are just people from New Jersey who are writing the news. And I would love for one of them to do a Dave Portnoy piece because I would love to see that conversation. <laughs> be like, what are you calling me for? <laughs> Don't you yeah. have a business to run? Seriously, just it's, just let it rock. You're not it. You you really need to get this. You need to get your stuff ready if you're really going to try to bring him down. Now, I mean, that'd be some challenge. You'd probably get be beloved in the journalist. If he goes, to, I mean, honestly, Matt, do you think they really are doing all this to take him down? I don't think they care. I think they know his name. I mean, sells I, I mean, with I. I see what you're saying. You make a good point, but the fact that all these people keep trying and they and think about trying. like think about it. Like, why did she? If this is allegedly about like just criticizing the advertisers and the big brands who are trying to help, oh, it's like, about it's about Pornoy. 
It's about Dave Portnoy. But she's not trying to dig him down. She just knows that this is an opportunity to write about Dave Portnoy. Yeah, but like exactly my point. Like, why do we care so much to keep writing in this? Unless this is the clout you're He's looking for. He's got like for. 14 million followers. That's no, why I know, care. I know. But I that's that's what I'm saying. Like, is it? Are you trying to, you know, mooch off his popularity? Oh, yeah. And that's why all I these people so. or are you really it's my motive to bring Dave Portnoy down. Like just to make no. an example, like they're of course it, it's, clout. Say, it's, clout. it's clout. It's definitely clout. I mean, listen, if they bring him down, if they found something, if they found that he like assaulted somebody or whatever, if that came out and it did ruin his career, but they got to be the journalist, you know, it's like a Watergate thing. Then sure, they wouldn't hate that either because they still get clout out of it. But they don't care what happens to Dave Portnoy. They just care that people read their article and that they get known as, you know, they just want uh, It's the only part of the the KFC defense tweet uh, that I liked was that, you know, they're doing it for the attaboys because that's true. They are. They don't really care what happens to Dave or the Pizza Fest or the people who are going. They just want everyone to be like, oh, so-and-so wrote the Portnoy piece because it's a big name, controversial figure. You write that, it's on your resume, and people are going to talk about you. That's all. Whatever happens to Dave Portnoy is irrelevant because they can turn it into a career (laughs) either way. Um, They could be the person who brought him down if that's what happens, or they could be the person who, you know, did the investigation on him. And, you know, the American public still love Dave Portnoy, but they found that out too through their article, right? Like newsflash, you don't need an article to know that most people, I don't know if most people, but a lot of people like Dave Portnoy, but yeah, it's just, they just want clout. They, I don't think anyone is like, I must take down Dave Portnoy. They don't care what happens to him or Barstool or One Bite Fest. They just know that his name in the headline is going to get them noticed. It's going to sell newspapers. People are going to talk about it. And that's what the news, at least, you know, that kind of news is. It's about stuff that people want to read. Hear that, man. Hear that. So moving on, Taylor Swift is back on the show. So it (sighs) was. (laughs) So it was reported last week. That Taylor Swift and uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing. All right, it was reported last week that Taylor Swift and Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey were quietly hanging out. That was a legit report, quietly hanging out, which led to them having dating rumors. So, according to a report by at the Messenger, Taylor Swift and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey have hung out twice. And have been texting this past week. Kelsey told Taylor that he would love to continue seeing her. And per the report, she and Travis have hung out twice and it's nothing serious. She thinks he's very charming and they have been texting. Again, keep repeating the uh, quotes, I guess. But anyways, it also says here that he is a little embarrassed at how much attention they are getting. But he has told her he would love to continue seeing her. And branching off of this, he went on the Pat McAfee show on Thursday, pretty much saying, well, let me actually just say his exact quote. When Pat McAfee asked, do you want to expand on this? He didn't directly ask about the dating. He simply said, I told her what I've seen. I told her I've seen her rock a stage in Arrowhead and she might have to come to me rock the. Oh, my God. What am I doing? And um, on the Pat McAfee, he said, I told her that I've seen her rock a stage in Arrowhead and she might have to come see me rock the stage at Arrowhead. So be it as you be it. Make what you want of that. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift 
do we think that this is going to blossom into something first off? I want to know when the report comes out that uh, <laughs> that she says she likes him, likes him. Um, this is all very, very juvenile, the reporting around this. Um, I'm not blaming you, obviously, Matt. You're reading direct quotes. I think it's very important. None of those words out of Matt's mouth were Matt's. Those are real people who get paid probably a decent amount to write these stories. Um, but, yeah, it could happen, right? Uh, they're both – whether they're both in their 30s, right? They're actually, they're both 33 years old. Yeah. So they're, you know, similar age, probably, you know, career wise, they're in a similar spot. Obviously she's going to be famous for a lot longer. She's already more famous than Travis Kelsey, but um, by miles. Yeah. But she's going to be more, she's going to be famous for longer, but I would say he's probably at the peak of his career. That's like, I mean, he's like in his prime right now, 33 years old, Super Bowl Mm -hmm. champion. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to, he can't get much bigger. Like he's, he's at his max. She's kind of at her max. I think, I don't know how much bigger she can actually get. Um, Cause everyone knows who she is. She's universally known at this point. Um, so yeah, both, both famous, um, both around the same age. I, I don't, I don't see why it can't happen. Um, I know Travis Kelsey's a bit of a wild guy. Uh, he doesn't always keep his mouth closed. And I feel like the Taylor Swift uh, machine won't love that uh like you know what i mean we've seen the clips of like pat mahomes like making taking the microphone away from travis kelsey at the white house and things like that uh so he doesn't necessarily have the pr skills to hang with taylor swift but yeah i don't you know love is love right the only thing i got that fucking message from that was that travis hasn't got leave yet <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be tough. Twi- only two twice. Hung out now. twice and have been texting. That's it. I so ju- so the- juvenile though. Like, See? Oh, they're text- right oh, they're texting. Okay. This is journalism now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's celebrity gossip. That's never been hard hitting, but like, there are a lot of real n- newspapers kind of covering this, which is kind of weird. Why do why do regular like why again? It's because Taylor because Swift Taylor Swift the, is yeah. the most important person in the yeah. world. It's not it's not just it's, not, ju- it's yeah. not just that you you not it's probably because he's part of the with the Kansas City Chiefs and they're one of the favorites to win it. Well, sure, so but now, I think that she I mean she's definitely she, bigger than he. If she, if she, if she was, oh, she's definitely it's like it's up there, but all the guys know is because. All, all the guys know Taylor Swift too. They might not have the same devotion as some of the uh, some of their their lady friends, but everyone on the planet knows who Taylor Swift is. Uh, I was I was just looking at Q scores. Um, I'm not looking at actual ones. I'm not paying the money, but just kind of reading about them and looking at some old ones. And you'd be surprised at how low athletes uh, score. Q scores are like likability and name recognition right. for celebrities. Uh, at Ronda Rousey's peak, so remember when Ronda Rousey, like UFC Ronda Rousey, right? Ronda Rousey's peak, when she was probably the most famous female athlete of all time. I think that's probably true. She was at about 60% for the Q score. So a little over half. People knew who she was. Athletes score way, way lower than people realize they're far less famous people. Realize. I think the biggest thing, yeah, not everyone's against, a sports fan. Right. I think the biggest thing working against this relationship, other than the constant attention that the media is putting on it, even though it's only been like a week is that the he hanging out might think he's famous. I mean, he's famous. I'm not you know, insulting him. He's certainly famous, but like 
he doesn't know what famous is compared to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift famous is like something else. It is something that I don't even think any, the three of us could sit here and try and describe it together. And we probably wouldn't come close. Like and, that, and that's the big question. So is he different. trying to go on her cloud or does he actually like her? Because this, her. this stems from a summer story that he wanted to give her a friendship bracelet. No, no, no. I think he likes her. I don't think, or whatever. I yeah, think he's, I inter- think he's interested. Her. I don't, he doesn't need the clout. The Kansas City Chiefs don't need to be clout chasers. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, this, this is a weird story. The more I think about it, the more when I did this segment, like, it really is a weird story. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> right. That's what I mean. It'd be one thing if they were dating, like, actually, it'd be like, oh, wow, dating. You know, celebrities and, dating, you know, that's celebrity news. But they're, they, they, she, Taylor Swift is texting someone is essentially the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Celebrities hook up, too. They hit it and quit it. And yeah, but I'm there's not- a there's a in sports is different. It's like the Kim Kardashian curse. And this and you're talking about the most popular league in the world is football. Well, America's football. In America, yeah. And it's the most gamble like gambling sports betting is football. So when you're like look at week one, this whole shit started week one and they fucking lost I lost money. So of course <laughs> I give a shit if mm-hmm. freaking Dan Taylor He's hurt, right? Him. He's hurt, right? Well he was hurt. Well, he's back yeah, now. Probably. He's back well, now, but he was hurt the first two weeks, I believe. Yeah. Right? yeah well sending him he got hurt sending him text messages. And guess what happened? I lost. <laughs> so so that's the only reason why I give a shit about like this week they're playing. I forgot who they're playing. Who are the but Chiefs they playing this win. week? Yeah. Um, I don't know who they're playing, but they're I, playing I somebody. The, I don't remember the top of my head. There either. is a t- you guys. Uh, I just actually though real quick. You have heard the Taylor Swift curse, right? Well, what's why, this? We, all of the stadiums, it. all the stadiums that she's played in, because she's played only football stadiums for the most part. Um, right. like the, the teams lost week one or something. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, every single stadium she played or in her Eras tour, the the team that played there loses. I mean, in like, oh, except for the Jets, the Jets won, even mm-hmm. though she played at MetLife. But the Giants lost. But the Giants MetLife. lost by yeah. a quadrillion, uh, and the Jets did lose Aaron Rodgers in the first play, the first four plays. So there's like a whole Taylor Swift curse that if she plays your stadium, um, you were bound, you know, best case scenario is you lost. Like the Pats lost by a couple of points. That was the best case scenario. Uh- <laughs> and, you know, you know, you talk about this is kind of like when um, I remember when Jessica Simpson at her peak was dating Tony Romo and he lost all the games of dating her that season. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Sound like that. And we're not going to talk about, but Kim K is allegedly hanging out with Odell Beckham oh, Jr. And yep. That actually, I don't even care. Like, who cares? Tom Brady said no. Listen, listen. Baltimore is the favorite to win that division, so I care a little bit because I have them coming out. <laughs> Man. I care a little bit, he says. <laughs> oh, boy. The gambling, the gambling in him. By the way, like, by the way, by the way, Chiefs lose this week, and they're definitely cursed. They play the damn Bears, all right? Oh, the yeah. Oh, if the Chiefs Bears. lose to the Bears, he she will absolutely ghost Taylor Swift. 100%. Better or- She'll never hear from they him weren't, again. I mean, they beat the Jags this week. It was reckon it wasn't as dominant, but I don't know. The Jags are, like, subpar. Jags are, like, the Jags are, like, some, like, they'll just barely make it in. They have a decent defense, right? I mean, but then they're, they're in a crappy division, so they shouldn't yeah. be their favorite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So you guys heard about Colorado Representative Lowen Bobert. Uh, yeah, Bobert. Man, so I would like she, to go on a date with her. <laughs> so she goes on a date with some guy. They go to see Beetlejuice the musical. I guess not realizing that there are cameras there to, you know, make sure everything's okay in the theater. It is clear that she is giving him an over-the-pants hand job while... He is groping her, by the way, with consent. And uh, this was caught on camera. People are embarrassed, I guess, or not embarrassed. They went home (laughs) and um, she confirmed that it was a first date and it was over. And um, well, he was a Democrat. What the heck? (laughs) That's all I can say there. And yes, she's very attractive. And, you know, I won't lie. If I was in his position, I would be very happy. I'd probably and um I don't know it was a one time thing I guess and um certainly now what whatever happened happened right what do you guys think about this story uh, Jose this I feel like this is up your alley Jose so I want to hear you me, first. For, for me I mean it's not really a big deal like I had a couple of girls that I went on dates which had their whole titties out so <laughs> it really I mean, realistically that this shit that's the dumbest story in the world especially. <laughs> I mean, I did at a Broadway show worse. though. Well, it's not at Broadway. Bro- it, it, it was well, done, it in Colorado, but yeah. it was in Colorado. But at a it was musical. a show at a movie theater with a bunch of people. Like I still remember the movie. Was it uh, Blade Runner twenty twenty four? Was the last time it happened. <laughs> I met a That's girl. On remember the first... that movie? I remember a lot, a lot worse things. But uh, I just remember <laughs> going. To, I, I drove all the way down to Queens, New York, to go see this stupid movie with, on my first date with this girl. Had her titties popped out, hand in my pants. Good to go. Took it to a nice motel. That's the most, actually, that's the go for the motel store for the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to the loop in. Not the loop no, in. I did not, not, not the loop in, but it was a nice four hour hotel. So but, I'm going to actually hop in here. And this go. is why I'm going to hop in here. You I, guys. no, but I agree. But not for the reason that you all think I agree. Um, so I follow it a little bit. This this show used to be really heavy news, and then the really heavy news got me and Matt super depressed. So we focus on other stuff. But uh, every once in a while, I still keep in keep looking at the the politics and the government and things like that. You know, living in DC, and I mean, there's a lot of things you could dislike about Congresswoman Bobert. Um, I do think she lacks class, and I do think this might be an example of that. But also, (laughs) frankly, her classiness is, like, not the main issue. Um, I think, I mean, again, she's got a reprehensible voting record. Um, She is, I would say, closer to illiterate than well-read, if you had that on a scale. Um, There's a lot of problems that Congresswoman Bobert has. Uh, She is a disgrace. But this is not the disgraceful bit. I mean, I again, to, to put it like Jose said, obviously, I've never done this, but I know people besides Jose who have gotten, you know, the, the heavy petting and gotten a little frisky in the back of a theater, maybe not a Broadway theater, and maybe not when they were a member of Congress on the first date. Uh, like, again, it's definitely not good that she did this. But if, if your biggest problem with Lauren Bobert is this date, 
then you're not paying any attention. <laughs> you just ain't not. even the worst part. <laughs> this is not even. Like, what are some bit. of these bad things, though? For, I for mean, context, I mean, she. What's it called? She. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, she was speaking about the virtue of teen pregnancy, uh, based huh. on uh, basically because of abortion stuff. She's anti-abortion at any point for any reason. Uh, no exceptions. No life for the mother. No any of that. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get too much politics, but it's politics, Matt. To put it to put it mildly, I get Her it. Politics are reprehensible, certainly to me. I think to about. You know, most of America, she only got one re-election by 500 votes. 500, 500. Um, she must have got, got them 500 point, uh, votes from the 500 horny-ass dudes. Huh? Exactly, something like that. Um, she had a gun-themed barbecue restaurant before <laughs> she was in Congress, so every one of the waiters was open carry. Um, oh, well. It's just, she's she's a Republican. She, she's a, a nut job. She's a Republican, which I don't like. But beyond being a Republican, which I don't like, as not a Republican, because there's plenty of normal Republicans, she's crazy. <laughs> she's a crazy woman. <laughs> so in addition to me not liking her politics, she's also insane. Um, I don't think this is, though, again, I don't even think this is an example of her being insane. I think this is her, an example of her be, being, you know, on a first date that she thought was going really well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that this story got blown way out of portion. It's this, and it's the guy who won't wear his suit, uh, John Fetterman. He re- only wears gym shorts to Senate. Those, th- mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, that, I think the the yeah. thing I got out of this story is like, They're like wow, the same to it really me. did like, this. Yeah, These it's people like, are nuts. No common sense using your noodle. You will be caught on camera doing oh, yes. such an act. Like and that's the dumb that. thing about it. I and I do agree with that. Like obviously, you know, you're going to get caught doing this. So why are you doing it? But also, like. We have elections. Unbelievable. Just don't. If if you have a problem, then just get rid of them during an election. This is again. This is the least bad thing I can think of that she's done. And so to me, like it's so weird that everyone's paying attention to this. Like you know, I mean, she did lie about it. That's bad, especially you know for a leader. But um, other than that. Other than the lying about it, there's nothing in this story that would make me. If I liked her, there's nothing in the story would be like, oh, I don't like her anymore. Um, obviously, I don't like her, um, and nothing in the story makes me like her. It's just a neutral story of a person who's having a really good first date with a congresswoman, uh, and I, I, I just don't understand why this one blew up. To be honest with you, Matt. Well, because... you guys are looking at all. You guys are looking at all the negative stuff, like no, I'm... positive stuff out of the story. Like the end of positive. Nice first date. You take a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. You can go now. You know what gets them hot and wet. Right. You just take them to the Beetlejuice on Broadway. Call it your day. Beetlejuice. 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 (laughs) She's only thirty, like five, by the way. Grandmother. Um, only already. God damn. Again, it's the family is from rural Colorado. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to go to Colorado there get some (laughs) hoes. Ivy, you know what? If you went to her district, if she's representative of that district, you'd probably find some. Maybe meet her. She's single. Maybe go meet her. Go see Deion Sanders she, at a she game. She is single. She is single. Um, <laughs> she just got divorced, actually. She does have. You could go to the Colorado yeah. game together. Two kids. Yeah, she's Yeah. Oh, she's not go going see. to see. She's not going to see Coach Prime. That's not her. That's not her. Not her. She's short. Uh, take, may, may I can get a hand job down there in front of all the staff, not, not her speed. Not her speed. Well, you can go see learn Jerry something Falwell new every day, right, my friends? Don Jr. You can go to the Don Jr. rally and get, a, get some action there, probably. Speaking of politicians who are known to be liars, 
why don't we talk about a stand-up comedian who is allegedly a liar? Actually, no, it's confirmed he is. So Hassan Minhaj, you know, former host of Minhaj, yeah. Sorry, Hassan Minhaj. So former host of, um, or I should say, former correspondent of the Daily Show, Hassan Minhaj, and he's had he was a host of the Patriot. That was it, the Patriot Patriot Act. Something like that. Yeah, it was based on the Patriot Act. If it wasn't called the Patriot Front, something like that. I was on. All right, you get it. Regardless, comedian Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. That's his name. Yep, Hassan Minhaj. Yeah. I have. um, I will stop with the mispronunciations today. It was a long day. (laughs) But anyways, Hassan Minhaj, very famous stand-up comedian. He was approached in an article by the New Yorker by Claire Malone. Where great writer, it, by the way, where it was revealed that a lot of his stand up act was not factually true, but rather laced with impro- and improvised with manipulations and lies for the sake of his popularity, seeking victimhood and agenda peddling. You know, talking about moments of racism and stuff like that. And it's revealed that he fabricated the truth in his stand up routine. And whether that's for clout, whether that's for social justice, you be the judge. But Hassan definitely has a bad look. He's now looked at as a liar and um, he hasn't commented yet, but I think this is not something you want to do if you're him. Yeah. What do you guys think about him being outed as a liar in his standup? So, I mean, do we on this podcast here today think that Kevin Hart looked at Dwayne Wade or Shaquille O'Neal, whoever's in that joke, and explain to him that here's the thing. I've got this checkings and I've got this savings. And in order to get things out of savings, I need three to five. You know that joke I'm talking about? About th- they rented out Disney World or something or Six Flags. I feel I'm like not familiar, that, but it sounds uh, funny. It's a, it's a Kevin Hart joke from like the beginning of Kevin Hart's career. Uh, but the, the moral of the story is, of course, he didn't say that. Um, and I feel like stand-up queens do... Like I I don't I've never once been like everything I hear from stand-up comedian must be true. Uh, yeah, maybe they're storytellers a good like amount maybe, of the time. Right, maybe that's just me. And I do get that in Minaj's specific instance, a lot of times he like made claims about like racism, right? That was his thing, was like racism and you know obser- observing like the culture of the United States. And so I get that it's a bit more fraught a subject. Um, and so I could see why it rubs people the wrong way. But I feel like the revelation that comedians will sometimes make up a story <laughs> is not a revelation at all. I think that's just I, I just assume most of the stories are not really like think again, think of any Daniel Tosh story. None of that's true. There's just no way Daniel Tosh did any of that. The only comedian I know who I think I believe most of the time is what's his name? Jeselnik. Anthony Jeselnik, because mm-hmm. he does seem kind of like a jerk. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I think most comedians tell stories. That's their job. So I don't, I'm not sure that I see this as as big a deal as people are making it. Again, I get the subject matter is different and it's a very fraught subject matter that, you know, people have a lot of opinions and feelings about for a lot of good good reason but i think the overall story of he lied and i don't i don't buy that as like a real problem because it's not lying he didn't lie like a reporter he told a story on like a tv show like i don't know why we assumed he was telling us the truth to begin with you know what i mean i do know what you said right yeah well thank you i totally agree with everything you said like well done thank you i have my moments 
Yeah, this really is a who cares moment. Like, let the man tell his jokes care, and stuff. Right? But a lot of people care, but there's worse things to be upset about. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that. I agree. That's again. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, like, who got time to fat check every comedian and their stupid stories? <laughs> oh, a lot of people have time in their hands, man. And agendas. I see. Well, Claire Malone is a good writer. I will. I didn't read this article, so I don't know what the agenda was there, and I won't pretend to know. But I, I do know who Claire Malone is. Uh, I know she's maybe, a very good writer. So maybe, maybe they denied this person a meet and greet. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows why it was written? Um. And I mean, again, obviously people cared about it because the backlash, like Matt said, was really it was quick. Like people turned fast. You know, we talk about how if you have fans, you're safe. Well, he must not have had a lot of very good fans because people turned I didn't on even know him who he was. fast. I, I know he's funny on The Daily Show. I like him, but uh, they turn on him fast. And so um, and I will say he put a bit of a spotlight on himself because he was he did the one White House Correspondence Dinner during the Trump era. <laughs> the only they only did one, and Donald Trump basically shut that thing down. Um, and they asked him to do it, and he said he would do it. And they told him no jokes about the president, and he said okay. And then he only made jokes about the president the entire time. Um, so conservatives, specifically Trump conservatives, hate him. Have hated him since well before this. So you know that group of people. Whenever they can see see this, you know, sanctimonious little jerk, like whenever that group of people gets to dig their heels into someone for doing something wrong, they really like to do it because so often they're the ones in the wrong. Uh, my personal opinions, uh, obviously. So I could see why the backlash was as hard as it was, but I think that I think with time, people cooler heads will prevail. Uh, he'll probably make a statement like, yeah, it, they're stories. They're allegorical. They represent a real experience of real people in this country. They don't have to be my actual stories. They're meant to be funny. They're meant to be entertaining. They're meant to be thought provoking. They're not meant to be biographical. Um, and it'll be a story for a little bit. People will be a little upset perhaps, but I think it'll all kind of flat light out and he'll be able to start working his way back up to kind of where he was, but he won't be the host of the daily show. At one point I thought he might, but that's not going to happen. So mm, I guess that's the, uh, the real takeaway from this is he's just going to have to pivot. And if he was, if, if he did aspirations for the daily show, it's not going to happen. Ryan, yeah. can you talk to us about this Mexican alien story and what's sure, going on here? I can. So we've what's talked about it. We've talked about it before. Um, when you say Mexican aliens, you mean aliens from the sky or like alien Mexican? Oh, we aliens? mean we mean from the sky. Yes, aliens. Oh, okay. To make that clear, <laughs> we mean from the sky. This is we're talking is about extraterrestrial aliens. life. So All right, good. A, I can't wait this story. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a guy, right? Um, and he is a ufologist. So please take him with a grain of salt. Um, he is over the last several years tried to produce. Proof, biological proof of aliens. Um, at one point in 2015, he brought aliens forward um, and it was tested and it was proven that it was just like a mix of like, you know, human teeth and like animal bones. And it was not real. Um, but he came forward again he, and he actually was allowed to speak in front of Mexico's Congress speaking about these aliens that he found. He said he found two more aliens in Peru. Um, this is all because. Uh, Mexico is looking to pass a law. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the law, but 
a consequence of this law, should they pass it, is that Mexico will be the first country on the on the planet to legally acknowledge the existence of extraterrestrial life outside of Earth. I, there's more to it than that. It's about the skies. It's about space. It's about a lot of different things. But that's a consequence. If it passes, that's something that will officially be on the record that Mexico as a country believes in aliens. Um, so anyway, he's saying we should. He's obviously for this because he believes aliens are real. And he said he would submit to having a test on these aliens like he did last time that they and they failed. Um <laughs> So they had the tests on Monday. So th- this is the update. So that's all stuff we talked about last time. The un- update is the test was done on Monday, live streamed on this guy's YouTube channel. The whole test. They put mm-hmm. the alien in an MRI machine. It was actually very funny because it was like doctors and they are had like the full are thing. You, are, you, are you talking about the little ass people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah, yeah. The, little, the little one, yeah. But they put it in like an MRI machine. It was like very funny. They're like stethoscopes. It was very funny. Um, but anyway, long story short, the um, – the minister of like science in the Navy from Mexico, who is essentially in charge of the group that did this test, has come forward and said, this is not this is not a weird mixture of bones and skin and stuff put together, whatever this is. And he wouldn't say what it was. He doesn't know what it is, because that was not my point. My point was to see, did they just, you know, scotch tape a bunch of twigs together and say, look, I found E.T. And the answer right. is no, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever he just looked at, he said, whatever my team just looked at is a real thing it everything belongs together no one put it together it wasn't constructed this was born essentially is what he said uh peru for their part has said it's not aliens they said it's pre it's a pre-hispanic artifact from peru don't know what that means and then they said they're going to arrest him for because they don't know how he got these out of peru uh to which the <laughs> scientist says they're not going to arrest me i don't care and also it's aliens um and so basically what we've learned now is unlike last time we know for a fact that he didn't make this he's not whatever he has he's not faking you know what I mean? He didn't put together something and say, look, I made this or I have this alien and it's something he created. He found an entire intact fossil. It belongs together. And so that's huge. And a lot of people in the Mexican Congress are saying, oh, maybe we need to pass this bill. Uh, so Mexico is I don't know when the vote is scheduled for soon, though. And Mexico could be the first country in in the world to uh, put in legal writing, I'll put it in law that they believe in aliens, which I think is just, again, kind of crazy to think about, especially with the timing and the the guy from America doing his thing, which we talked about. Um, but yeah, there uh, no one has come forward with an explanation as to what they are. Um, someone that says they must be fossilized or mummified like children. I don't know. They only have three fingers. It's very, very all of it's very strange. I, I kind of thought they would test it and be like, this is just like, cat turds tied together and it wasn't so um yeah we we don't we don't know what this is but they're real we know they're real and that's kind of crazy because no one is talking about it man i am sick and tired of these alien stories (laughs) like come on i don't know what the hell this is well you said they needed aliens and they brought you aliens you said i need to see the aliens he brought you some if it if it's yes to be fair that did happen but if it it's so easy to explain why is this hullabaloo taking place with it like oh my god 
you, you're going to get some schmuck from the street just to tell you, hey, look, I got aliens right here. Believe me. And you go do these scientific tests and whatever. Like, damn, if it's that easy or hard, what's what? what again, I, who cares? I need the day I believe in aliens is when they come here and they say, what up? And what if we they hang out with here, them. Man. This would prove they were already here. Listen, I'm on the. I want to be on the record to say I do believe in extraterrestrial life. I do believe aliens are real, but of course there is a catch. There is a catch to all these alien stories you people have. It can't be straightforward. (laughs) That's the thing that makes it so aggravating to listen to. I got this person saying this. This person saying that. I have the whole Sci-Fi Channel giving me something. Netflix and Discover, like, oh yes, and there are people. Still, even with the new study saying this is real, this is not man-made, this is this was a born object, still saying that it's not an alien, that they don't believe it's an alien. They've not tested it. One guy made an interesting point, though. He goes, what are the odds that real aliens look like what we came up with for aliens? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, because it looks like right. E.T. What are the odds that the guys who created E.T. Exactly. They just on. they just so happy just nailed it <laughs> like and I, that's like probably the most compelling argument against it to me because I mean I don't know what it is and Mexico seems mm-hmm. to think that the Mexico seems to think they're aliens and so, so I'm like all right well you know the whole country of Mexico can't be completely off its you know rocker right but I do think the idea that the guy who came up with ET just hit the nail on the head. First try, got it right, would be really weird. Uh, we'd have to check that guy because that guy might be an alien. Uh, be like, trust me, this is what the aliens look like. Don't ask me how I know, but trust me. Mm-hmm. Exactly my point on why this is just the most hilarious story of all time, I guess, in the history is figuring out if these aliens are real or not because you all have to just make it so complicated. Yeah. It is everything's complicated. All all things worth doing are hard, Matt. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's sure. all I have to say. And Jose, do you have anything else to add with this? Any? No. I mean, we we're talking about Mexicans are not that smart. What was it, Ryan saying? Not all of them are not that smart. I said the whole country of Mexico, please don't put that word, those words in my mouth. I said the whole country of Mexico <laughs> can't be insane at the same time. So if the, if the country of Mexico believes these might be aliens, I feel like we should consider that a strong possibility. They're all crazy. They're all, all, well, okay. all Mexicans are crazy. They're all fucking coke and, and drug lords. So, I mean, fuck them all. All right, there you go. Oh, man, you want to talk about something that is just confusing? And if uh, this is true, this is this is something definitely to point out. NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Four years ago, we're going to be the future of crypto. They were going to change our lives. They were going to be the biggest thing on the Internet. Your digital ownership, whether it's art, whether it's sports moments, whether it's movies, you people told us that NFTs are so valuable. Well, a new report claims that the from I'm so I'm uh, I, my head is all over the place because I'm so amazed 
that this is actually confirmed. But a new report from industry researchers finds that 95% of the once hyped crypto assets have a hit rock bottom in valuation. So according to this, your NFTs are worthless. Now, of course, there is so many people who are going against this story. There are so many people who are saying that this isn't true. The crypto bros are so offended. But it seems that this is worthless. From the start, I thought this was worthless. How could I have these digital art moments? How can I have all these important assets I can't touch, I can't feel, and whatever? And if this is true, and I'm sure there's going to be more traction as this um, unfolds, that NFTs were all a big scam. Do you actually think this is the case, or do we, or are we going to need more research on it? I didn't even know NFT. I don't even. I didn't even know NFTs were a thing still. Exactly my point. <laughs> They're not a thing still. I think that's like, the dude, you're, I haven't heard the uh, the letters NITs in probably in, in a year. Like, yeah. No, I worked with I somebody who was telling me that yo NFTs are the big thing, bro. And I said, yo, come on this show I have. And he said, yeah, I'm gonna do it. He didn't show up to defend him. Self and if you're out there, I forgot your name, but damn, you would have looked <laughs> stupid as hell. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about crypto and NFTs before. I don't understand crypto either. Um, I don't. None of that makes. I sense. noticed NFTs a, a lot. Sense. A lot of people have talked about crypto, and I was telling a, a it's uh, all crypto fake. bro about this, this and he was personally real. offended. I know, and I but... mentioned that this. This digital, oh, he okay. was like, oh, yeah, well, digital ownership is going to be a thing. No, whoever, give props to the person who came up with the concept of NFT. Digital ownership, yeah. Biggest scam of all time. It's a Google image. You bought a Google image. I can yeah. Google it. Lo- I can Logan Paul, your favorite WWE wrestler, Ryan, was really into it. None of that's true. He uh, was into it. He was making Oh, no, yeah, he that. was into it. I'm saying oh. a bit about him being my oh. favorite WWE wrestler. No, not but accurate. <laughs> Logan Paul hasn't been talking about that. He was no. bo- he was uh he was bored of it. After that whole thing he got sued for, it. he wants to stay away from all that though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. NFTs have been a, people have known they're a scam for a long time. I think it's just the people who didn't know are about to find out when their NFTs are not worth anything. Remember um, Bitcoin? That yeah, was a like, thing I in the past. So I don't they really got it. us. Yeah, I don't they understand. Got the, the society. Yeah, I don't understand how it works. I don't understand how you get it. I don't understand why it costs a lot of money. I don't really understand anything. And I'm not saying we don't need yeah, you. Here is this NFT of some monkey eating a banana. Right. $16 million. What the hell? Yeah, and like we do. You probably... are all suckers who actually thought this was a thing, and I'm so glad the story <laughs> came out. And I hope, I hope people challenge it, and I hope the research proves how much of an idiot some of you NFT bros are. God dang, <laughs> I do think it might be fair to um, to talk about whether or not we need to update our currency in a way that's more modern. Um, and mm-hmm. reflects better how we spend money because we do spend money digitally. We don't hold physical money as much anymore. Um, but NFTs were never the way. Bitcoin doesn't appear to be the or you know all of it. The whole cryptocurrency, none none of that appears to be the way. Um, at least not in its current form. I, you know, maybe someday. But the the whole thing, it, it, I don't know how. If you saw those NFTs, remember like the NFT WWE did a couple of NFTs too. Like I I watched those moments happen. They're on the WWE network. 
I can watch it again. Why do I have to pay $50 for a still image of a match I can watch tomorrow for, you know, my usual subscription? Uh, and then the monkey ones, like Matt said, there's like a bunch of those monkey ones. And I just don't, I don't know who thought it was a good idea. And I would love to talk to one of those people because I know a lot of people. A did, sucker. Right? Right, but I'd love to hear like what what was the sales pitch that they heard? Because I presumably heard the same sales pitch, right? Like I wasn't, you know, I'm not super old or anything. So like, what was the sales pitch that they heard that made them get on board? Because I heard the sales pitch and I was like, I don't get it. And I know it's easy to be like, well, you're just stupid, but I'm not. That's because, what those bros would say. You're just stupid. You're right, not but a they part lost, of it. But they lost a bunch of money and I didn't. So, <laughs> dumb, 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 right. dumb. So dumb. my question is, instead of, could've, you, know, you could have donated that to charity. Right, but you could have learned a new them. hobby and skill. But no, you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a damn thing that you couldn't even grasp. Right. But if Google image, but stupid. if you are one of those people now that we We've proven that I'm not stupid. I'm not calling you stupid. I just want to know what was what part of the sales. I know Matt is. So tell me at T Tweetcap, what was the sales pitch that you heard that made you say, yeah, I'm in. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. What was the sales pitch? Come on. I challenge you to come on one of these tweet caps with the three of us and you tell your side of the story. And I promise I will not be this brash. Of course not. I want to know too, but it's just like, you were really selling me a bill of goods that was worth nothing. And right. it seems that, um, what was the pitch? It, I, I just don't, I don't see it. Exactly. Then let, let's end it with another stupid story, but funny one. So this might be very local, but the fact that this guy said this is just, uh, Oh my <laughs> God. So New York city sports radio, WFAN, they have their afternoon show with Tiki Barber, Evan Roberts. And um, there's this guy, Sean Morash who goes on and um, let's just say he is not taken very seriously by a lot of people. So he goes on Thursday and he tells a story where allegedly the wife of Russell Wilson and a platinum singer, Ciara, was allegedly interested in him. And I'm going to play you the audio so you can hear it yourself. So this is Sean Marash on WFAN telling a story about him allegedly being in a place where she might be interested in him. So let's hear it. All right, here we go. True story. That's why you met Ciara, and I'll let him tell the story, but I'll give you the thumbnail. I wasn't doing this. Ciara... And apparently felt like, wow, she really wants me. <laughs> Go ahead. I actually was with Tiki. We were at the same party. It was Justin Timberlake's album release party in Minnesota uh-huh. a few years back. Do you remember this, by the way? It was at Paisley Park, of course. Yeah, Paisley Park. All right. So I was the least important person there. One way or another, I ended up around Ciara and Russell Wilson, and we ended up doing a couple shots together at a bar. <laughs> you, Ciara, and Russ? And it was a couple other people. I, Tiki might have been part of us doing shit. It was a, you know, a big thing, right? And it's one of these, like, lock your phone in your pocket part. Yeah, I was right? too busy hiding my phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did a couple shots. We hit it off. She, I'm not going to lie to you, she touched my chest at one point. <laughs> she found me very funny and very amusing. To the point where obviously Russell was there acting corny. She was gorgeous. I was married. I wasn't going to do anything about it. She was married. Wasn't going to do anything about it. I ended up stumbled out of there. I got my Uber. She told me, get home safe, Sean. 
That was the last we ever spoke. She remembered my name. Oh. Said on the way out the door. And I walked away feeling like this. I believe because she was a celebrity, she married a celebrity. But deep down, I believe that CR is a chubby chase. <laughs> and that she, clearly, I was of some importance that I was at the same party. And I believe if we both weren't married, she would have considered going home with me. About the jungle. All right. I believe in this brand, the Productive Conversations brand. So I am risking any consideration ever be on the WFEN airwaves to say that I can't believe you put this buffoon on to say such a stupid story like this. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Let me hear your reaction first, Jose and Ryan. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe she's a chubby chaser. You never know. <laughs> That's what you. I was literally about to say. I guess we can't be sure she doesn't like chubbier people, other than she's I married mean, to Russell Wilson. Who's yeah. Not well, well, he went. She went really skinny, and that fell off. Now he went to like an average man. We don't know where that's at right now. Maybe when she, if she ever divorced, maybe it's time to go with the big guys. I mean. This is not okay. You can't go around on a major radio station and say that a major superstar wants to have sex with you who's married, by the way, and has children. Like, come on. You have to be professional here. Like, I know people want to get attention. I know people want to use their platforms to make an influence. But you you can't say blasphemy like that. You know what? The show is definitely beneath her and Russell Wilson that it is swept under the rug. But my goodness, what an idiotic thing to say. Like We started this episode with a guy who pretended to interview Kim Jong-un, and this is where you draw the line. (laughs) I know. I mean, my, my defense to that is the fact that that was just, as you mentioned, such a big prank. And, and like, this. but this is real life. Like, at least, at least, okay, impersonating a world leader, sure, that's that's definitely pushing the line too. But I mean, the fact that this guy actually said such a, a awful thing, yeah, like, I'll say this. I'll say this. I agree. I don't think. He, I don't think he's right. I think he's yeah. probably wrong. His assumption that if they were both single, she would have gone on. Yeah. I, I don't think that's true. I think he's probably wrong. But um, I don't think this is the worst thing anyone has ever said. Uh, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I thought honestly, the thing I was most interested in is why was this dude invited to Paisley Park? <laughs> I d- how did he yeah, get invited? Yeah. That's what yeah, I exactly. We that but, that um, wasn't said in here. I don't know how that yeah. happened. But no, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that he's wrong. Uh, his friends are laughing at him the entire story. At one point when he says, you know, I'm married, I wasn't going to do anything. She's married, she wasn't going to do anything. They respond out loud with, oh yeah, she's married. That's the problem. Uh, so like clearly no one is taking this seriously. I mean, he no. might be, right? Well, here, yeah. Here's the thing too. And, and somebody made this point. I said, I was like, it's a joke, bro. What, what kind of joke? Is it okay for people to go around and say, yeah, I hung out with this person. They probably want to have sex with me. No, but I don't think it was he was I don't think he was joking. I think he was telling the truth. He really thought yeah. that. I'm just I know saying this that. guy he, he this guy who told me that's delusional anyways, but he's like just think at this point maybe he's just joking around. You don't make a joke like that. 
No, that would be a horrible joke. I agree with yeah. that 100. If I thought he was kidding, if I thought he said this just for attention, He's like, I would be just totally kidding. different. Right? Yeah, I would be. I would totally different like reaction to this. He clearly believes this. He had whatever the interaction was, and I an showed you Ryan another clip. He said this. We same said it earlier, story a year yeah. earlier, and so like he clearly believes it. He said it twice, and so like you know, okay. Uh, if I thought he was doing it for clout, like, and he was trying to make be, make a joke out of this, then I would agree with you because that's a bad joke. But he believes it, and he's talking to his friends about a thing that happened to him. He genuinely believes it's clearly delusional, but whatever. I don't. I think he's no harm, no foul. Um, I think obviously. I mean, if Sierra had a problem with it, she'd probably come out and be like, "That's delusional." Um, I don't think she has a problem with it because I don't think she's going to say anything. I think she's right. probably just going to ignore exactly. it altogether because it is and, and so probably outlandish. Is the be- yeah, and that's probably the right move. And as I mentioned, this story will probably get swept under the rug, and it's oh, more yeah, of a local no. story anyways. But it's just the fact that somebody who has a platform like that and and an adult would actually say something just so stupid. <laughs> it was, I mean, I yeah. Maybe it, I'm taking it too yeah. seriously. I'll acknowledge you definitely, that. You definitely are very upset by this. But, um, I'm I not think, upset. I'm just, like, baffled. I think at the end of the day, um, you didn't hurt anybody. He's wrong, but it's okay to be wrong. A lot of people are wrong. Most people are wrong. I'm wrong most of the time. So being wrong is, you know, there's worse things to be than wrong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so good for him. If it gets, if it gets, you know what? If that gives him a little bit of pep in his step, if he's a better man and husband, because he knows that all the ladies love him, then maybe it was best that it happened. She maybe touched everybody- my chest. He actually said that as if that is some sign. <laughs> maybe everyone's better. Or maybe he just is not used to affection from a woman and he doesn't know what it means you know yeah, I mean? he, he's somehow married with that with that attitude but she probably does his chest maybe if he used that story with the congresswoman at the, at the Beetlejuice and say it was him and Sierra believable you know what I mean I have a feeling she doesn't know who Sierra is but Man, what what a what a show, guys! Definitely some good stuff here. But that'll wrap up this edition of the Tweet Cap. Jose Rivera, Ryan Page, great stuff. We'll see you next week. Whether it's a Tweet Cap stories, questions, we'll think of something fun to do. But um, you know, we'll have we'll uh we'll keep on keeping on. So we thank you, Ryan and Jose, and we'll see you real soon. Thanks, guys. Certainly, no problem. That was a lot of fun as per usual. Great job, Jose and Ryan. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. One Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Pod Combo Pod, Twitter next at Pod Combo Pod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So that wraps up another great week of shows. Great stuff by everybody who put in good work this week. Thank you for listening to us this week. Next week will be even better, and the week after that will be better, and the week after that will be better, and so on and so forth. So good stuff throughout. You know, when I was recording this, the Giants game was on. Giants and San Francisco Thursday night football. I watched on the iPad while recording and it was I mean realistically in coming into the this I did not expect the Giants to actually win I did expect them to cover but no it was a penalty fest it was Daniel Jones running for his life it was receivers dropping balls it was a lot of miscommunications just an outright ugly game and this defense 
gives us another 30 burger. Oh my God. I thought Wink Martindale had this locked. I mean, what's going on with the Giants? I will rewatch this game in full with my full undivided attention over the weekend. And I will definitely express my thoughts for Wednesday's show. So, uh, come on, Big Blue. Why? Why, why, why? You could have at least covered. But what are you going to do, right? But we're going to enjoy a great weekend of football anyways. We have some very good games on Saturday. FSU and Clemson. Oregon and Colorado, Notre Dame and Ohio State, to name a few. Then we have a very good NFL Sunday for you. Patriots and Jets at 1 p.m. We got the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Saints and Packers should be interesting. And, of course, it's just an NFL Sunday. What can be better? So we will go through all those football games next week. We will bring to you another fun non-football show on Friday. And we will enjoy this life. The weather is getting a little colder. The leaves are changing. And fall's just about to be here. I know it's going to rain a lot in the Northeast this weekend, but at least still try to make the most out of it. So I want to thank Ryan Page and Jose Rivera for their contributions to the show today. I want to thank Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Doloren, for his contributions to the show behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. We love each and every single one of you. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'll see you on Wednesday for a whole new week of shows. All right, enjoy the time, everybody. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. Peace.